back to Chocolate Time, everyone. And we're, the three of us are back here in our new podcast room, which is vacant. <laughs> Very. <laughs> a little bit of a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, we got curtains hanging up and one lamp and <laughs> just stuff <laughs> lying random, all around the room. Random items, but, but hey, we have microphones. That's We all have headphones on this we time. We do. We can actually hear ourselves. I know, and it's always been just one of us yeah. that's had headphones, yeah. so... Which is great. We uh, this is actually attempt number two, <laughs> oh, yeah. of of this recording because the first time we used one m- microphone in the middle of a table. Yeah, and, and it very much sounded like one one microphone in the microphone middle of a table <laughs> in a non-treated, acoustically treated room on a very hard surface, <clears throat> and it it sounded yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we we have a new new stuff it's all very exciting so we're hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have some video yeah, casts to accompany going up. this yeah, yeah so we wow. can you can watch on youtube and if that's easier access for people yeah. hopefully um but yeah so before we hop in how was i'd say how was the weekend but we're a couple of days in but yeah how was the weekend the week weekend was good it's actually we're a couple of days into the week now and uh, i can't remember what i did this weekend i think it was fairly restful good i think <laughs> at least that's what I'm. We can going always to go do. back and listen that's to the, yesterday's. Yeah, attempt. yeah. It's at least what I think I'm going to pretend it to be, anyhow. Yeah. So nice. Um, Jacob, have you been up to anything exciting? Yeah. So I had my brother over and we thrift shopped. Thrift shopped. Thrift yeah. shopped. Nice. Nice. It's pretty fun. You should try it sometime. Is this stuff for yeah. for your new apartment or? Oh, we just, just we just look for general. anything. Like nice. you'd be surprised at the type of items you'd find yeah. there. Yeah. So my my mom and my daughter. My mom has always enjoyed estate sailing, but my daughter loves estate sales right now. So they, uh, they're, they're quite frequently sharing things on social media to my page to make sure that, uh, I, I know that there's an estate sale happening. <laughs> like my house needs more stuff to accumulate in it. Yeah. I'm getting to the point where I want to open a thrift shop with all the yeah. stuff yeah. that we have been given from my in-laws uh but <laughs> but uh shout out to ernie and pam yeah yeah they're 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 purging that's what you know they're in this process of getting rid of a lot of their stuff which means that we are now accumulating it. a yeah. lot of stuff yeah, listen, there's got to be destinations and yeah. it doesn't matter the destination as long as it's not in your house right when you're purging right. it doesn't matter where it goes just yeah. as long as it's not there anymore yeah ernie's definitely he's he's all for it he wants to get rid of as much stuff yeah. as they can yeah. and it was funny when we moved here we were loading up the u-haul and he pulled up in his truck to help us move and the moment i turn my back i look back and i see him lifting multiple cardboard boxes of stuff out of his truck and loading them into our U-Haul. Yeah. I'm like, no. sneaky, yeah. sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing, man. That's what yeah. Um, but yeah, Sunday, um, we, we continued our study in the book of Ephesians. Yes. We're over halfway through. Yeah. And we've On died the downhill in. side of it now. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were about to say, it's all going downhill. <laughs> well, like, well, it's according to who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we started into chapter four, mm-hmm. and uh, you you kind of said that this is the, the, the a very clear second half of the book because the first half of the book is, uh, well, okay. Let's we, just go, let's just go ahead and talk <laughs> about it. Okay, let's let's just go ahead and get this out. I uh, I kicked myself all day on Sunday. If you're part of the FCC Grayson Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, then you you saw a little bit of a an apology, a disclaimer uh, from me Sunday evening. And I actually lost some sleep Sunday night over this. Okay. So there is a moving from 
chapters one through three, where Paul is making declarations of truth. I mean, he is right. just making statements of this is true. Chapters four through six become a more practical uh, situation here. So we're moving from doctrinal doctrinal unity and theological unity mm-hmm. into more practical unity and what that looks like. So I was introducing a couple terms to the congregation, which I told them, I was like, these terms aren't necessarily important for you right. to remember, uh, but the the meaning and the truth behind them is um, <laughs> the words we're supposed to be, <laughs> we're moving from indictive statements to imperative statements. But every time that I open my mouth to say the word indictive, the word implicit just it came just out. replaced it. It I yeah. don't I have no idea. And it was like four or five times that I used that. Yeah. And I mean I got yeah. the I even I got the meaning of the word right. Well not implicit. Uh, but <laughs> you got the, the meaning of the other word. The correct. meaning of indictive I got correct. Right. But the wording was wrong. Um so yeah, I mean at least it, you were consistent. That's exactly consistency is important. And, and I feel like I built in and out for myself <laughs> a little bit later, even though it wasn't dawning on me what was happening. You know, I made the statement that if this church has ever been a perfect church, then seven years ago when I came in to the doors, it ceased to be a perfect church. Right. Uh, so you know, I was just yeah. kind of covering all bases in that kind yeah. of. Firming up that foundation of my imperfections, uh, but yeah. So, well, if you, at, at what point did it dawn on you that you'd that afternoon? That afternoon was that it afternoon. from somebody saying it, or was it you were back, no, watching it? Back, I just, I, I kind of, it was one of those that I was done. You know, when I got right. done with the message, and I just kind of felt like there was something not right with it. Right. So I went back and I started listening to it, and at that point, that's when I was like. There it is. Mm. That's that's yeah. what's happened. Um, and then, I mean, I had a few people mention it to me. It wasn't anyone, you know, they weren't doing it mean-spiritedly or in you know, criticism type thing. You yeah, like, hey. in the gospel. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Heresy. Um, but they, I mean, they were very complimentary. Had great message. Yeah. We loved it. It was, it was really good, really needed, uh, very relevant. But you may want to check your definition of implicit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was... Words, you know, when I say antidote instead of antidote, and when I refer to a jigsaw puzzle or a crossword puzzle the wrong way, those don't bother me. This one did. I mean, well, it, it there really were, did. There were people joking last night that you should start doing them intentionally and make it a game. Yeah. See who can spot it throughout the week. Yeah. And, and, like, and that way I can just say, I've done it all along intentionally yeah, 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 just yeah. to see if you You're were. just laying the groundwork for exactly. this upcoming exactly. theme. Yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> For this reason, I bow my knees before the Bible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were in Ephesians, in Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 6 this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob, do you want to give, us, uh, give that a read for us? Yes, sir. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called the one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Yeah, so you you kind of broke this up into a couple of sections, uh, if I 
recall correctly, um, primarily that that first little bit you you tackled relatively quickly, but hard hitting. Yeah. Um, this idea of uh, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that walking. Pretty tough. Yeah, that walking, living worthy, and we, you know, I tried to make it very clear the initial lens that we need to read this through and that we need to view this through is that Paul is writing to the church right. uh, as a whole. There are individual applications, uh, individual practical aspects of, of this that we can put into play, but Paul is primarily talking to the church. So he's giving the instruction and the command of the church to walk worthy of the calling. And, and we kind of settled into the calling. You know, we, we, we looked at that as to what does it mean? What is a common calling for us as a church family, a church body? And we, I think, chapters 1, 2, and 3 tell us uh, very explicitly um, what, uh, what that, that common calling is. You know, a, a calling to live holy and blameless life, a calling to live a life of redemption, a calling to live a life of inheritance, a calling to live a life of unity, a calling to live a life dependent upon Christ, in Christ, through mm. Christ, through His Spirit, of unity. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was the first thing that, that we hit, that as a church, we need to be walking worthy. Mm. And you also, something that I find very interesting was you tackled what the calling is mm-hmm. and you kind of differentiated uh, a difference between like a personal calling and a common calling, Yeah, um, which is something I hadn't really thought of too much because usually when people talk about calling, they talk about, you know, I'm, are you called to ministry? Are you called to be a mechanic? Are you called to have a family and kids? Are you called to marry this person or that person? Or, you know, we always take it very personally. Mm-hmm. It's all about me, yeah. right? What's my role? Yeah. And uh, that's important. Right. That's important. But I think, and we're going to see in the weeks coming, or not in the weeks, but in these next few sections coming up in Ephesians chapter four, Paul does make a little bit of that transition. Right. You know, but he lays out first <clears throat> that we need to be worried and concerned and focused on our calling as a church first, as right. a body first. And then from that, our individual callings are revealed and confirmed mm. through the church. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's we, we always think about the calling first and foremost as our personal one, mm. but that's not the way that the Bible lays it out for us. Yeah. So the, the common calling being that we are all called to the same thing, which is to be with Christ yep. and in Christ. Yep. We use that phrase all the time, to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the... Yeah. And if you want to know what it means to be called to be in Christ, read the first three chapters right. of Ephesians. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul spells it out in a very yeah. indictive fashion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then, then it moves into a, a pile of ones. Um, <laughs> or maybe that's that's a little later on. Yeah, but get, verse, verse two, maybe got a little ahead of myself. It's all right. But uh, verse happens. two is, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Um Jacob, I know you mentioned the other day that there was a part of this verse that stood out to you. Um, being completely humble. <laughs> it sounds like patting yourself on the back. <laughs> I am the most humble. That's right. Of all the humbles. <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think it was this section you, you, made, you quoted someone. There was a quote about bearing with one another in love. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Was it around this section or no. was that later on? It was later on. Well, I did quote someone though. It's 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 semi it. it's semi related. Uh, the, you made a quote something along the lines of um, that we're typically we're far more likely to uh, be friendly or relate with someone who agrees with us politically, right? Who isn't saved mm-hmm. versus someone who we disagree with politically but who is saved, right? The the quote goes something to this effect. I don't have it uh, right in front of me, but it says that if we are more comfortable around a non-believer who we agree with politically, if we're more comfortable around that person than what we are a fellow believer, a brother and sister in Christ who we do not agree with politically, right. then there's a problem there. You know, yeah. we're, we're building it because Paul, uh, again, we have to understand that he's still dealing with this Jew-Gentile thing. He's still yeah. talking about the unity of yeah. the Spirit. And that's when he moves into the this one section, you know, this this one Lord, this one faith, this mm-hmm. one hope, this one calling, this one baptism, this one God. Um, so he's, again, funneling it down, you know, just saying that you can take all the races, all the ethnicities, all the backgrounds, all the demographics, all of the belief systems, all of the idealisms, and you can funnel it down into this, these one statements. And, and that's what he's doing. Uh, and he's saying that that's what you need to be built upon. Uh, right. you know, we've talked a couple times about essentials and non-essentials uh, in the church and in our belief system. And Paul gives us a pretty good list of essentials right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's saying that that's what you need to be concerned with. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to be building on, not not your differences. Because there's, I think unity is the most beautiful when it's the most diverse. Mm-hmm. When the people who are unified are the most diverse, that is when unity is the most beautiful. Right. And I find that as well. I mean, like there's... Uh, some of my closest friends, in fact, probably all of my closest friends, if we weren't believers and didn't have that common touch point, like, I wouldn't be friends with these people. Right, <laughs> like, right. Typically, that different kind of characters like that don't get on, right? Right. We're not getting in this animosity about mm-hmm. other things, which mm-hmm. we could easily. And we were kind of saying the other day that, you know, this is a good litmus test of what you idolize. You know, if if you stick with a tribe of people and your, your, your main people group is, has a common theme of gaming or golfing or other things. And those are the people that you would choose to be with over the church. There's probably an issue there of you need to focus in on Mm -hmm. your fellow believers. Well, and we've just, I think that goes back to the the concept that we've talked about a couple of times of the church being a family. Right. Yeah. And viewing our local body and the people that we, fellowship with as family, mm-hmm. not just as people who we see in church once a week. Right. Um, because that, I mean, that that's really kind of where it starts, starts growing some distance mm-hmm. at that point. And, you know, we, you know, we, we, we kind of talked about that a little bit on mm-hmm. Sunday about how we view the church and, you know, we need to, yeah. we need to view the church as God views the church. Right. And the church is his bride. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, I told a story of a gentleman who asked me what I thought the church was. Uh, and I, my answer was, it's really not that important what my answer is to what I think about the church. But what's superior and just utmost importance is what God thinks of the church. Yeah. And uh, he describes it as his bride. Yeah. Yeah. And actually on Sunday night at youth, we were talking about... Um, 
the parable of uh, the ten virgins and the bridegroom coming back to get his bride and mm-hmm. are you ready and all that kind of stuff. And, and we talked about the same sort of theme of people do, a lot of people, especially younger people, I feel, I'm, I haven't heard many older people saying this, but the idea of, yeah, I love Jesus, but oh, I hate the church. It's so hypocritical. Yeah. You know, and you made a good point of saying, that's like coming up to you and saying, Ben, you're awesome. Love you to bits. I hate Kim. Yeah. But you're great. You're great. You're <laughs> awesome. Kim, she's a hypocrite. She's like, just too judgmental. I can't stand her. Yeah. That's not going to go over very well. Yeah, that relationship is not going to be very strong between me and that person. Right. Well, especially if we look at what marriage means is that they're one, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, husband and wife are one and there will be a time when Christ and his bride will be one mm-hmm. and... Yeah, we don't want to just go around insulting Christ's bride. Yeah. I don't think we take that seriously enough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know? I agree. Especially when we are part of the bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like you're you kind know. of talking about yourself yeah. here. Yeah. And if we want to, if we think it's got problems, which it does, mm-hmm. we should help work on them to make yeah. it better. Yeah. As opposed to just sit on, in the corner like a toddler and point at him being like, well, you said this and right. you're not. <laughs> There's zero you know? denial going on here about the reality of issues and struggles within the church. Right. The bride, we have our issues. Yeah. There's no doubt about oh, that. Oh, tons, tons. Yeah. But, but running away from the church and splitting like we do all the time yeah. isn't going to help it. Yeah. Um, Jacob, anything, any other uh, points from uh, Sunday morning that stood out to you? Um, just the idea of keeping the unity that Christ has already put in place mm. through the bond of peace. Yeah. Well, in chapter two, he mentioned that as well. Jesus, uh, he talks about how Jesus came to preach peace. Yeah. And he uh, broke down the dividing wall right. of hostilities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good sort of ground laying passage for him yeah. to throw in there once he gets to this it's section. Like, of like, and, and I love that imagery of... Hey, you know that wall that you built? Yeah. You know, Christ came and destroyed that. Right. Um, so, you know, and that's that's what he needs to do with our walls of division and hostility now. Is yeah. We need to allow him to come and, and, and tear those down. Yeah. And, you know, that, that passage that Jacob is referring to there, it's very, um, I think the wording is very, very critical in that, that uh, maintain the unity. Uh, right. It's, it's not create the unity. And I think that that's something mm-hmm. that the church is guilty of. That uh, again, it's not our works, but his. Yeah. But we tend to want to get our hands in there and and control the things that we can control. Right. Right. We're not good of re- about relinquishing control. Yeah, yeah. We we do. Yeah, we like to. Maybe, maybe I think it also just comes down to we feel like we have to do something. It kind of comes back to this legalistic idea of well, hang on, that's not how things work. I have to earn this. Yeah. You know, we have to. I have to earn my salvation. I've got to do something. Um, whereas actually that has nothing to do yep. <laughs> with yep. with the gospel at all. And that goes back to what? Chapter two, verse seven. It's by faith. Yeah. You know, that you are saved. You know, it's by his grace. Yeah. Um, through your faith mm-hmm. in Christ. Yeah. That you're saved, not by any works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, then, then he leads into this seven ones. You know, he lists, lists these ones. So uh, there's one body, one spirit, uh, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. Um, that's a lot mm-hmm. of ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's almost, you know, Paul's almost writing a creed 
mm-hmm. right here of just basic foundational fundamental beliefs and truths. Yeah. It's like this is this is it. This is what it comes down to. Right. And and here it is. This is what you need to be focusing on. Yeah, which sort of recaps everything that he's done over the past three chapters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, clarifying these indicative statements yes. of, uh, you know, he's beginning to lead into these practical things of you must be unified here. You know, you got to bear with one another um, because don't forget we have one, there is one body, one Lord, one, Christ, you know, one Christ, one savior, one, whatever, all the things. Um, and he mentions all three aspects of the Trinity again, which mm-hmm. is, which is, which is a cool little, little point. Um, so out, out of all of this, what sort of things did you end up having to chop? Um, well, this passage really, I felt like could go in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the direction that we went, which was focusing on these, these common areas, uh, of of this unity of what he was talking about because we have um, a common calling we have a common character that we should all be sharing the humility right. the love the, the the grace and then uh, this common focus really uh, which is the you know the ones mm-hmm. that we're talking about there so that's kind of what we covered uh, to encompass the entire passage, I felt that I felt the other way that we could have gone was diving really deep from a theological standpoint on the one statements, mm. because there's a lot of theology that's that's right. presented right there. I mean, it's stated very simplistically, but the ripple effects of those simplistic statements from a theological standpoint uh, is incredible. Mm. What does it mean for one spirit? one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one hope, one God. What do all of these things right. mean from a theological standpoint? And that's really, you know, I leaned away from going that direction because, you know, especially for a Sunday morning when you have a wide right. variety of people, of uh, folks who have been Christians and believers and are, are, are fairly mature in their walk and they've been believers for years. Uh, but then you have the people who may not have ever been to church before, uh, maybe opening the Bible for the first time ever or in years. Right. Um, so I felt like from a, an overall uh, presentation, a blanket type message um, needed to, you know, because all three of us, I mean, if we're being really honest, all three of us kind of lean more towards that diving into the theological yeah. end yeah. of the pool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Paul's moving into more of a practical application right. here, and that's that's kind of where we went this, yeah. this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, each one of those ones could be a sermon in and of, in and of themselves. Yeah. You could easily spend a whole sermon on what the one body is, what the one spirit is, the one hope. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I think we have spent yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sundays on each of these well, topics. You know, Jacob and I were talking last night about... Uh, not even, I don't think trepidation is the right word, but almost curiosity from some of our people here when we made the announcement in January that we were going to be spending a year in right. Ephesians. And they were really curious as to, really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Spend a whole year here? Yeah. Um, and, and some of those people are providing feedback, and we're talking mm-hmm. about this. And they're like, man, we covered that section quite quickly. You know, there, there's like, there was a lot of stuff in there that yeah. we didn't talk about. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's exactly how you can yeah. spend multiple years. Yeah. I mean, book. realistically, we're spending six months, but the amount of times just in talking through each passage, 
we're sitting there thinking maybe we should split up this one yeah. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. do less. Yeah. Or well, I heard, uh, I was telling Jacob, I went to a leadership conference at one point and the gentleman who was opening the morning devotion, uh, it was on Hebrews chapter 11, you know, mm-hmm. the faith chapter. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've been charged with presenting Hebrews chapter 11 in 15 to 20 minutes. He said, when in reality, if I'm preaching through this, this one chapter of Hebrews properly, it should take me a year to teach right. and preach through this one yeah. chapter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's just so much depth right. to mine mm. uh, in in God's Word, regardless of what book you're in, right. in there. Right. Yeah, and like Ephesians is one of those books as well that um, I feel like it's been a good starting point, especially for this biblical literacy idea yeah. of really learning how to read the Bible, how to dive into it in depth. You know, it's not like we're starting with Revelation or Leviticus. Or, you know, Ezekiel, yeah. that's where we should have yeah. gone, you know, but, um, it's amazing just how much time you can spend diving into each of these things, Yeah, you know, um, Jacob, any other thoughts on this, what we've been covering so far? That's about it. <laughs> cool. Jacob hasn't had coffee yet this morning. That might can, be it. I can yeah. see that he's got yeah. that far off stare whenever mm. he's not speaking. He's just overwhelmed with our new podcast setup. That's he it. Just, he's just got that's the it. headphones on and he's like, wow. <laughs> I can hear everything. It is kind of trippy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, next week we're going, we're doing a larger chunk. Seven through 16. Nine whole verses. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, Paul does, he kind of, he's still talking about the church, Mm. but he gets a little bit more personal. Right. In this, in this upcoming passage. So. Again, the practicality is just going to continue to ramp up. And if you want to go ahead and, you want to go ahead and read for chapters four, five, and six. Mm. Do that. Just make sure you do it through the lens that he's writing to right. the church primarily and the church first. Yeah. The good thing about this whole book is it is actually quite short. Yeah. Like it could easily be read every week in between each Sunday and just let it marinate in your brain. Before we you know? started, I read this book out loud in its entirety. It took me twenty-two minutes. Right. And that's not getting in a in a rush to read it. So you could take twenty minutes yeah. of your day. And read Ephesians every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will all be Ephesians experts by the end of this. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll call it that. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to where this is all going with just Paul's emphasis on the importance of the church. Yeah. Um, and, and being part of the body, especially with us coming out of the last year and a half <laughs> where yeah. things are beginning to open up and we can actually really start to be together as a community again in yeah. person and um, it'll really emphasize how to do that what we should be doing mm-hmm. i'm excited about it yeah hopefully just kind of realign a little bit yeah you know, what, yeah what it's supposed to look like as a church family yeah absolutely cool well we'll uh we hopefully we'll be here again next week and, and there we, may we might be a, have a video i was gonna say there may be a time where yeah. we can actually say we'll see you next week yeah. they can see us next that's true week. yeah we're not going to make any promises that's just true yet, that's true there's a lot of stuff going on in this building there is <laughs> this week yeah, so. listen sunday school bible yeah. school is getting ready to relaunch this sunday 9 30 come to the gymnasium we'll have some breakfast foods but there has been a lot of work done uh, we've yeah. got VBS going right now, yeah. plus we're relocating a bunch of classrooms. We're yep. remodeling. Uh, we're really excited about it's this. It's been crazy in here. Yeah, we're yeah. really excited about this. So we we really encourage you to come be a part of our Bible school at 930 Sunday morning. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll be back here next week, uh, either just on the podcast or on video. So uh, check in again, and we'll talk to you soon. And Jacob says, sayonara.